Welcome to A Brodacious Life. This is a show dedicated to the idea that all people from any background can design a life worth living. It all starts by organizing your life with the five F's. Faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun. We call this A Brodacious Life. Are you ready to design your best life? Your brodacious life? If so, then this is the show for you. What's up out there, everybody? I am your host, Dr. J, and we're here to help you have a brodaciously good time today. If you're hearing the sound of the beat, I'm connecting with you from the big city looking pretty, living that urban lifestyle. We're going to talk to you today about ways of living happy, finances, lifestyle, chilling, smiling, and doing all things great. I love living in the city. And I hope you love living in the city too. So wherever you're from, whatever you're doing, sit back, grab your favorite cup of mocha chocolata, yaya, and let's talk more. What's up out there? I crack up at this intro because, you know, my brodacious brother is probably somewhere laughing at the fact that I sat behind a computer and actually came up with that. Uh, so shout out to my brother. And if you're new to the podcast, this is, uh, a brodacious lifestyle podcast and you have me. My name is Dr. J. I live in the city a little bit. I live really kind of in the suburbs, more of an urban, uh, suburban kind of area. But my brother, uh, who you'll hear from on some of the episodes on this show actually lives out, uh, in Mississippi. He has a homestead and uh, lives a completely different lifestyle, but yet, you know, we discovered through our conversations, we're very, very different, that we do want the same things. We both want security. Uh, we both love our families. Our finances matter. Uh, but sometimes the way we get there is very, very different. So if you're looking for a show um, that's based on <laughs> completely different lifestyles, but all trying to get to the same place, uh, I think this is the show for you. I call the show America. I mean, this show is straight up America about what it is. It's, uh, you know, rural versus urban. It's uh, homestead versus, I man, I live in a subdivision and love it. It's the mountains and wide open spaces versus, man, I love to get on a cruise ship. <laughs> it's uh, it's all the things that are different, but we're all trying to get to the get to the same place. But speaking of today, you know, we talk a lot about finances on this show, and I want to kind of give you a little bit of breakdown because I'm a millennial, and millennials, somehow our parents didn't teach us about money. I don't know if our colleges failed us, but they didn't teach us a lot about this kind of stuff. In fact, I missed my first 10 earning years of saving because I just didn't know. Uh, but I read this book uh, in my mid-30s, my mid-30s, called I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sadie, and it changed my life. I mean, I realized in that moment that I could do some big things and I could automate it and it could be easy. And in that moment, I realized there's a path to being a millionaire that requires no intelligence. So let me give you his website. I will teach you to be rich.com. I will teach you to be rich.com. Most everything I'm saying came out of that book. I highly suggest that you go read that book. So let's talk about how to get to retirement and get there. First off, you got to get a job. A J-O-B. Go get a job. There are jobs everywhere. I, I don't understand why someone 
would not have a job right now. If you want to have a job, there's a job out there for you. Um, now there's safe jobs, you know, like me, COVID, uh, I think my bro and I might disagree on this. We come from two very different backgrounds. Politically, we're a lot different. We see the world a lot different. Um, but, uh, but there's a job out there. I mean, COVID freaks me out a little bit. I know a lot of folks that, that died from it, but you know what? There, there are jobs out there for you. Even if that freaks you out, you can stay at home. You can work remotely. There are jobs. So anyways, step one, get a job, J-O-B. Number two, though, you got to start saving. And everyone always says, well, I'll just save when I have enough money to save. That's crazy because you ain't never going to have enough money to save. That's just reality. So you got to start, and you got to start now. So let's talk about what you save in. After you get your job, you're going to start putting away. Now, the first thing is when you retire, and can we just go, can we just pause a minute and go, you are going to retire. You will retire one day because one of these scenarios is going to play itself out. Number one, you will have planned your retirement. You're going to turn 65, whatever, and you're going to retire because you planned it out and you're ready to celebrate and do some things with your life because you saved and you planned. Or you're going to retire because you get disabled because whatever job you have, at some point you can't physically do it anymore. You're still alive, but you can't do the job. So you retire yourself that way, or you will die because everybody dies. We're all born, we pay taxes, and then we die. So either way, retirement is coming towards you. I would just argue if you already know it's coming, go ahead and plan for it. So here we go. Number one, you're probably going to get Social Security. I'm not going to talk about it because it's a little different for everyone. But hopefully hopefully your employer participates in the Social Security plan. You're going to get some Social Security at retirement. Politicians debate whether or not we're going to get it, whether, you know, all that other stuff. But chances are you're going to get a little bit in Social Security. It will not be enough money to keep you living above the poverty line. That's important that you understand that. But it will help pay a couple bills. So you're going to get Social Security. The second thing, our parents, most of our parents work for a company their entire life, and as a result of that, that company gave them a pension. What a pension is, is when you put in 30 years at a company and then you finish up, for example, I'm a state employee, I will get a pension. I'm very fortunate because I'm one of the last remaining pensions. But I do 30 years, they're going to figure out 70% of my final three years of income, and then they're going to pay me that as a paycheck every month for the rest of my life. Stock market go up, stock market go down, doesn't matter. I will get paid that amount for the rest of my life. Now, the standard of living may go up. Gas may go from $2 to $6 like it just did. Why does this affect retirees? Because they're not going to make more money in the pension system. You make what you, you have what you have. Um, now, our parents sometimes, millennials, they don't understand because they got that. We don't get pensions. They quit doing pensions. Most people today, this is where we really start this conversation, have a 401k. And a 401k is not a bad deal. All right, here's what a 401k is. Imagine you get a paycheck at the end of the year for $50,000. And from that $50,000, you decide you want to save $20,000. So you put into a savings account or excuse me, a uh, 401k, $20,000. And it's pre-tax money, which means that money goes into your 401k before you get your paycheck. They took that $20,000 off. They never put it in your paycheck. And you, uh, therefore, only ever took home $40,000, which means your income tax time, the government's only going to go, hey, I never saw that other $20,000. 
must not exist. So I'm only going to charge you taxes on $40,000. Sounds like a pretty good deal. And it is. And then some companies do it even sweeter. They want to reward you because when you get old, they want you to step away so they can hire someone younger to do that job. All right. So the companies are going to go, hey, we want to help you. So for every dollar that you save, we're going to match it. That's called free money, by the way. Free money. Can we all say free money? Free money. Take the money. If someone's offering you a matching 401k, max out to what they match. Most companies go, will match $1 per dollar up to 3%. You know, they're not going to match you up to a million dollars, but they'll, you know, they'll match it. That is an incredibly good deal, the 401k, especially the matching 401k. Now, if you have a matching 401k, I stop you right here and go, you should now go contribute the max that they will match to your 401k. That is the starter point. Take the free money. But let me show you a better deal for the money that's not matched, and it is called the Roth IRA. I think the Roth IRA is the greatest deal ever. In fact, the Roth IRA is such an incredibly good deal that they won't, the government doesn't allow folks making an adjusted gross income of 144000 or more to use a Roth IRA. They can't even use it because it is such a good deal. They won't let more affluent people use it. It is such a good deal that they will not allow you to contribute more than $6,000 a year to it because it is such a good deal. Now, let's go back to the original scenario and tell you why it is a good deal. Can we just all assume, by the way, let me back up, on that 401k, remember how I said you didn't pay taxes and you don't. It lowers your taxes. You don't pay taxes on that money today. But here's the problem. When you turn 65 and you retire, you will pay taxes on it then because they're going to call it income. So when you go to take your money out, they will then charge you taxes. And I think we all realize that taxes will be higher in the future than they are today. Taxes will be higher in the future. Inflation. When they adjust taxes for inflation and everything else they tend to do, we're looking at that right now going on in the U.S. of A. All right, that's going to be a big deal. So we realize that over time, over time, they're going to, you know, more money when I go to take it out. It's going to cost me more. But here's the Roth IRA. In that same scenario, we had $50,000. Now, let's say I took $5,000 and put it in a Roth IRA. The government still requires me to pay taxes on all $50,000 I earned. In other words, even though I put that money in a Roth IRA, I still have to pay taxes on it today. But when I go to retire at age 65, I don't have to pay a dime of taxes on it then because it has already been taxed and that is epic awesome that it has already been taxed so whether the stock market uh or not the stock market but when taxes go up doesn't matter i'm not going to pay more taxes i've already taxed inflation whatever i have already paid taxes on this money the roth ira is the single greatest way and it is designed to take people and pull them out of poverty let let's let's look at this let's say that you today are 22 years of age 22 years of age and let's say you're going to contribute the maximum of $6,000 with an annual return of 9% that you're going to retire at 65 and you're in a marginal tax rate of 22%. In other words, you make an income $89,000 or less. I'm at calculator.net, by the way. So in that scenario, again, you made you contributed $6,000 a year, an annual uh, an annual, oh, 
Where'd it go? Oh, I was, it gave me a ridiculous number because I put the current age was two. That makes sense. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Again, 6000 a year, 9% return. Your current age is 22. Retire at 65. When you go to retire in your savings, you will have $2,645,000. $2,000,000. Can I get an amen? That's a plan right there. Now, here's why if you're young, you need to get on this and get on this fast and don't wait. Because if I change that number and say I just start till I'm 35, that number comes way down to $817,000, which is what one of my Roth IRAs is going to be, hopefully, because I didn't start working on it till my mid-30s because I didn't read that book. So, by the way, $817,000, that's almost a million. So, for those of you that are in your mid-30s, you're like, I waited too long. No, you didn't. Get started. Get started right now. And then make up the difference uh, in your uh, by taking out an additional 401k. So there you go. That's how you do it. And if you go to this website, it'll break it down for you and show you. Now, for those of you that haven't, aren't real good at math, that means in that scenario where someone is 22, the principal, in other words, the amount that they actually paid in over their working career was only 258000 But that $258,000, its interest grew, the interest grew, to two million, let me get my numbers right, two million three hundred and ninety-three thousand dollars. That was interest. That was free money that it grew in interest. You can't beat that deal. The Roth IRA. So let's start right there. You're gonna pause here. If you do nothing, this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go to Vanguard.com. Vanguard.com. That's what I use. It's the oldest and it's been around the longest. It's the most stable, Vanguard.com, and you're going to open up a Roth IRA. Now, let's go a step further. You've decided now that you want a Roth IRA. Your 401k and your Roth IRA are just accounts. In fact, why? what is a 401k? It is IRS code 401 section K or uh, Roth IRA. It's named after uh, uh, Roth. It's a, it's a page in the code, all right? It is not a magical. When you put your money into a Roth IRA, it is not invested in anything. In fact, you can put money into uh, what they call a settlement fund in the Roth IRA, and it is not invested. You put in that $5 now, if you don't do something with that money, then 35 years from now, it's not worth anything but what you paid in. And because of inflation, it's worth less. You have to invest the money. You have to tell Vanguard where to put the money. So let me tell you how to do that. This is where stocks come in. Once you put it into your account, when you put money into a checking account, you're going to pay bills. When you put money into a savings account, you're going to save. When you put money into an IRA, be it a 401k or Roth IRA, that you're putting money in there to invest. It's an investing account, so you have to tell it where to invest. Let me explain to you how to do that. Now, Number one, do not go invest in single stocks. Don't go put all your money into a single company. Companies come and companies go. And we know everybody's born and everybody dies. And companies have the same thing, no matter how great your company is. At some point, it will go out of business because that's the life cycle of a company. So don't do it. You've heard the word diversify, and that is what you want to do. Instead of taking $100 and putting $100 into a single company, take $100 and put $1 into 100 companies. And then over time, some companies are going to go out of business and you're going to lose everything. And some companies are going to quadruple their money and you're going to gain everything. Now, do you have time to figure out those 100 companies? 
Of course you don't. None of us do. Well, Ramit makes a suggestion that I love. He goes, invest in a target retirement date fund. So if you go to Vanguard.com, again, Vanguard.com, and you type in target retirement date fund, target retirement fund, they will pop up. They will pop up. And what a target retirement date fund is, it, it is a fund that you put your money in and Vanguard automatically disperses. It's an index fund. We'll explain that later. I uh, invest money into the target retirement 2045 fund. That's about the time the date I'm at retire, 2045. So, I'll do another podcast on this later to get more in depth. But what you need to understand is as I put money into stocks, stocks can be risky. Stocks go up, stocks go down. There's bonds that don't pay out as much money, because, but they're not as risky. So initially, if you're in your 20s, you're going to do like 90% stocks and 10% bonds. Where I'm at now currently, I have to rebalance. My age is 39, so I'm at 39% bonds and the rest percentage are in stocks. Well, I don't have time to do all that. So Vanguard has target retirement funds that I just put the money in there. And over time, the retirement fund itself auto balances itself. I don't have to do it. It does it for me. How does it determine which companies? Well, it takes the top performing companies in the stock market and it evenly distributes my money across from there. Another example of this is a fund that I highly recommend. I have some money in this fund called VTSAX. It's Vanguard Total Stock Exchange. That takes my money and it's distributed across the top companies because we all know that the top companies are pretty much going to be there. Some will go out of business and some, like Tesla this year, just made a killing. Um, but over time, in the averages, the money goes up. Another thing about target retirement funds and index funds is that they cost hardly any money. Now, you may have heard of a mutual fund. Here's what a mutual fund is. I take my money... And I go put it in a bucket owned by John Doe. And then John Doe is a mutual fund manager, and he manages my money. All right? At the end of that, I pay him a commission. That commission might be uh, 20 or, excuse me, 0.2%. 0.2%. So he makes that commission. Now, that may not sound like a lot, but I remind you, over a 30-year working period, that mutual fund manager is making a sizable chunk of your money. Meanwhile, a target retirement fund doesn't have a manager like that. My expense on it might be 0.02%, considerably less. So even though some mutual funds may make 10%, if you're paying 20, if you're paying 2% of taxes, you're really only making 8%. It's better to make a slightly less return at 9% and keep all the money. And so when you do the math on that, that's how that breaks down. And he'll teach you that in that book, I Will Teach You to Be Rich. He goes all over all the numbers. So again, the two funds I highly suggest is a target retirement fund by Vanguard. Go to Vanguard.com. Look at that. That's where you want to put your funds. If you do nothing else, you really could put your money into a Vanguard target retirement fund and call it a day. Now, I also put some money into a VTSAX, which is the Vanguard Total Stock Exchange. I like those two funds for that reason. And stocks go up, stocks go down. I have still managed to maintain a current, I'm currently looking at uh, almost 10%, even though we're right now as I'm recording this going through a huge stock market loss, a killing. Um, and I went from 22% up down to 10%, but I fluctuate between the two. And it has been 
absolutely awesome. So if you follow that, if you follow that, you're going to do great. In fact, I'm going to go back and type in 10% at 22 years of age. That is $3,554,000 in a Roth IRA. So I'm going to stop here because I recognize this has, this has already been a 20-minute podcast. But I want you to know the numbers work. If you can set aside that amount of money every year, you can max out a Roth IRA. You won't just retire. You will retire well. You will do better than all of your friends. Dave Ramsey, and I don't listen to all the Dave Ramsey stuff. I don't buy into everything, but he says something I really like. He says, you have to live now like no one's willing to live so that later on you can live like no one else can live. And that's the secret is delayed gratification. It's the same thing I would imagine if uh, my bro was on this podcast. He would talk about when he's planting things uh, out there in the rural areas on his homestead. You know, he talks about this all the time. He plants something in his garden. And when he plants it, it's a seed in the ground. And he has to wait and let it grow and let it grow. He has to water it. He has to pay into it. He has to do all the things. But eventually, because he did that work, the harvest he's going to reap is going to be a hundredfold. But he has to see, when he puts that seed in the ground, he has to see what none of his friends can see. None of his friends can see those beans that are coming. Only he can see them. Only the farmer knows what's going to happen. And people make fun because he bought a seed that, you know, why didn't you buy this or buy that? But later on, when he's got all these beans and he's feeding all of them, no one's laughing at him then. So I would argue that uh, on my side, when I'm thinking finances, I see it very much the same way as homesteading. I'm taking my dollars. My dollars are like seeds, and I'm planting them into a Roth IRA, all right? And I feed that Roth IRA by determining which fund it's going to go into, and I use a target retirement date fund. And I keep water in it. Some days there's frost outside. You know, there's dangers for your crop. And I'm sure uh, my bro goes out and does some things to protect it. Some days it gets hot. You know, maybe he puts covers on it. I don't know what he does. He'll have to tell you because I'm not a farmer. But it's the same thing. Some days the market goes up. Some days the market goes down. But I keep watering it. I keep putting in. I keep planting that seed. And over time, historically, always, all right, it's always a good bet on the American economy. And over time, you can be a millionaire. If you're listening to this podcast, can I just pause and go, um, you can be a millionaire. You could be. Let that sink in. You could be a millionaire, but you have to be willing to plant that garden now. So, Vanguard.com, open up a Roth IRA. Save up, get to $1,000. When you get there, go invest. I suggest investing immediately in a target retirement date fund. And then every year, max that out. If you have a 401k with your employer, get the match. That's free money. Do that. Don't miss out. All right. That's all I got today. Let's get out there. Let's get investing. And let's make some mega money. Thank you for listening to today's episode of A Brodacious Life. We hope that you will like and subscribe to this show on whatever platform that you are listening to. Sign up for our newsletter at abrodaciouslife.com and follow us on Instagram. More importantly, we hope that you spend your day with faith, family, freedom, finance, and fun and live brodaciously.